This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Digital Agency Insiders Podcast, the podcast that gives you a little inside look into how entrepreneurs built and grew their digital marketing agencies. I am Tabitha Thomas, your host, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, can I encourage you to go and hit that subscribe button as we release new episodes each and every Tuesday. So today I have with me Valerie Jennings and Jonna London sharing a long and rich career together. They are recently the co-founders of the Online Business Guru starting in 2018. The OBG's mission is to show both startup and well-established businesses the foundational steps they need in an online world. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. I'm super excited. I was just telling them before we started this, this is the first time I've ever interviewed two people at once and I'm excited and maybe just a tiny bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, walk you through it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Valerie, I'll start with you real quick um, because you were, you were um, the kickoff for Computers 101 back in the early 2000s. So did your family move back uh, or move to Mexico back then to start the business or did you guys move for a different reason? Well, actually, ironically, my parents went uh, over on a vacation, ended up getting into a tour group to look at properties and came home buying a piece of property and said that they were going to move to Mexico. And at that time, they were in their 60s. And uh, I was actually in a dead end job. My husband was working as an insurance adjuster. So all he needed basically was an airport to work. Um, and we decided, you know what, we're going to go with them and we can do better anyway. So we packed up everything and took a leap of faith and went into Mexico and I started, uh, started Computers 101, which was basically a in-home computer repair business. And I had a degree in computer repair, so decided that I put it to good use and ended up building the company up, got centered on a front page ad that they or a front page expose they did for me at the newspaper because I was the only female tech there. And all of a sudden calls started coming in more and more and more. And by the luck of God, I ran into Jonna and her, uh, her husband, Joel, and we clicked right away. They moved in with me. We've been working ever since. And that's now been almost 20 years. Wow. That's incredible. So just to take it, man, how many people talk about doing that? They, they just talk about, you know, I'm just going to just screw it. I'm done. I'm going moving off somewhere else. And you guys actually did it. That is if incredible. If you don't take the leap of faith, you don't know what's going to happen. So very true. So very true. So Jonna, your turn. What brought you and your family uh, down to Mexico a few months later? Uh, actually, it was just my husband and I. Um, okay. We, we had a business and 9-11 hit and it basically took its toll on the business. And both of us being military, uh, the children of military, um, we were taught you pay your debts. So we paid, we took everything and we liquidated what we had. We paid off what we had and we decided we never had a honeymoon. We had never had a vacation. So let's go see Mexico. (laughs) We get to Mexico. We actually get robbed. Uh, We end up on this wild adventure where we camped at a river and we ended up in the top of the Sierra Gorda mountains and we met a man there, the only English speaking man in the whole city. And trust me, my Spanish was none at the time. And Joel's was really (laughs) bad. He says, before you go back with a bad taste in Mexico, go see San Miguel de Allende. 
I have some friends there that run a bagel cafe. It's a restaurant. And that way you don't, you get that bad taste out of your mouth. So we ended up in San Miguel de Allende on a holiday, no less. So the restaurant was closed. As we were walking out, the owner of the restaurant was actually walking in to do inventory. He just sold the business and he and Valerie were very good friends. And he said, look, he said, don't go away with a bad taste in Mexico. Why don't you stick around for, you know, a month or two. He says, I've got a friend who's got a computer business that has just started booming and she could really use the help. Joel and I both were, had computer networking engineering degrees. And so we stayed at the hostel. Valerie was sick and we talked to her three days later and it just kind of, just kind of clicked. Um, about four or five months after that, we started calling her mom, mom, because she was just like that. And she adopted my husband, like, oh, the two of them were just, they had this wonderful relationship and it just works. Um, we share a house, we do share a brand of business and it works. Um, people, a lot of time uh, mistake us for sisters. Uh, I call her dad, my dad. So in it, so uh, this is home. I wouldn't go back. Yeah. Well, I kinda... recommend everybody trying to do the way we did it. <laughs> oh, I have to say, I'm a little shocked that you had the experience that you did and you stayed. <laughs> oh, uh, it was, it was one of those things. After we met Valerie and we got into San Miguel de Allende, the people there were just so wonderful. And there was just this group of us that we spent time together. And it was very, there was a place where we all went and had happy hour. And it was like a very cheers atmosphere. When you walked in, you knew everybody. And at the time when we first got there, San Miguel was still very small and it was very intimate and we could walk the streets late at night and there was no fear of anything. So, and we just kind of fell in love with Mexico and my husband, we teased him. He was everything Mexican. We, we swear he should have been born Mexican if he was not. He loved everything about Mexico. So we just stayed and it just works. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. If I go there, I'd have a hard time because I think the only thing I speak is uno cerveza por favor. <laughs> and that's, that's actually, that's good enough in most places. <laughs> that and dose, dose por favor. I can't even talk right now. Anyway. Uh, so would you say you both have always had uh, been hardwired to own your own business or I mean, I know you worked other jobs before this, but did you always have like that yearning to actually own your own, own business? I most definitely, I most definitely, but I was raised that way too. My mom has always raised me to be very independent. Uh, my father was very, uh, you know, he was a Marine. So it was always, you can survive, you can get on your feet, you can go do anything, just set your mind to it. So I always had that ability in me. I always was very independent and always off trying to find new things to do. Gotcha. Okay. I wanted to create something and my dad's military as well. He was retired army 21 years and I was the only child. So it was, you're going to learn how to do this and you're going to learn how to take care of yourself and you're not going to need to rely on anybody and you're not going to need to count on anybody. And part of that translated into if we owned our own business, I don't have to worry about whether you're going to pay me because I don't need you to pay me. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to create something. And Val and I, we work really well together. So the business really works. Um, even all of our personality tests and abilities tests come back and basically say we're two halves of the same whole. Okay. She's well, very, she's very um, business and let's get it done. And, and she can see the big picture and the plans. And I'm the one that can see the little picture and how this needs to go together and how it needs to be done. So for that, we make a, a complete team. Well, that sounds like a perfect team. And the fact that you're both from military families, that's got to make it 
uh, just a little bit better because you both have the same kind of upbringing, uh, which That's has got to help. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I was never a military family, but I got lots of people around me that are. So I know it's uh, this shared experience when you're we're in your own kind of environment. So so around 10 years with the Computer 101, and I know there were some personal issues, but eventually that led you guys to your virtual assistant. So how exactly did that how did that come to play? Well, basically, uh, after my mother had passed away, we decided that we didn't want to go underneath tables to go fix computers, and we were also getting older, so we decided, you know what, we need to start really thinking about something we can do that we can use all of our, our geek skills and tech skills and put it to use, but able to still work at home, per se. Um, so that's what we ended up doing. I actually did an internet search and I ended up finding that at that point in time, uh, 11 years ago, that VAs were just up and coming mm -hmm. and decided, you know, that's perfect for us. We could get into that. We've got the skills. All we got to do is go learn software. And this, this is our niche. And that's what we did. Uh, we ended up, you know, putting up a free website. We started off with nothing. So we, we put a free website up. We got our MailChimp account so we could do our free emails. We put up a, you know, a list and ended up posting on Elance at that time and Upwork and all of those and just hit the floor running. And every time we could train, we took a class and we and learned this software and that software. In fact, this year, we're going to be certified at Entreport. So we have spent a lot of money and we do that every year. Every year we sit down and we say, okay, what are we going to learn or certify in this year? So mm -hmm. that, because in this business with technology, you got to keep up with it. It changes continuously. So if you're not in that learning mode, or if you're not appreciative of learning, then you're in the wrong business, even with digital marketing. I mean, it's constantly a revolving world. So you have to be trained. You have to go out there. You have to be willing to spend that type of money. And, and we do. And we love it. We absolutely love what we do. Well, that's good. So I know you geared towards women coaches and speakers, but what kind of services were you guys providing with your virtual assistants? Well, we, we, when we were with your virtual assistants, we started out as basic VA admins because we didn't know that there were different types out there. As gotcha. we got the training and the learning and, and the skills, we realized there, where our niche is, is where our niche already was, which is on the technical side. Um, be, you know, in the Computers 101, we did trainings and buildings and repairs of computers and the software, so we knew it. So mm. it was a natural fit to, to slide into the technical side. On the technical side, it's more of setting up your email campaigns and making a strategy for your social media postings and showing you how to do that and websites, setting up websites and, and website design and those kind of things, the back end of everything that makes your business run. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were doing. We were we were technical VAs. We found a niche in the fact that we were already had that technical skill. So we put that to work in, in the business. And I bet that was sought after for sure. Cause there's not enough uh, people in that, that know that, you know, in that, that industry. So, uh, so let's jump to 2017 and 18 when you guys come up with uh, the online business gurus. So why the switch from, from coaches to entrepreneurs themselves? Well, we ended up realizing that a lot of the, so-called traditional local businesses, I think we're missing the marketing game. Um, I think a lot of them just thought they were so used to traditional advertising and traditional ways to get people in the door that I think they got lost out on the world. So we decided that that's where they needed our help. Um, they needed people that would walk them through on how to market 
and how to build an online world. And now with COVID, ironically, it's even more important. So now they're like, oh my God, now what are we going to do? And mm -hmm. some of them are in a freeze. I mean, they look like a deer in headlights, you know, and, and they have that type of look like, okay. Or they think they have to spend all day on social media because mm -hmm. that's what they hear. Uh, so we actually walk the person through and say, okay, let's, let's look at what your goals are. And obviously they've changed. So let's decide on what we can do now mm -hmm. and how do we bring those people in, actually set the whole strategy up for them. And then we go so far as implementing it for them. So we just don't give them the strategy and let them walk away and try to figure it out. We actually walk them through and do the complete service for them all the way up to from the content to the planning, to the strategy, to the implement, to putting the software in, to everything. Nice. All full house. So, so how do you guys find your ideal clients now? What does, um, what does your OBG process look like once you've onboarded a client? I mean, is it people locally there in Mexico or is it all across the globe? Uh, we do. We work with clients all across the globe. We've had clients in the UK and Australia. Uh, we are fully bilingual. So uh, Latin American uh, clients are not out of the question. Um, our, our step is, is very simple. Uh, we, being in the VA world, we for a very long time, we heard that, oh, well, I hired this person and I really got to talk to them. They're not a good fit. So we decided the very first thing is let's have that first initial phone call. Let's you talk to me. I'll talk to you. Let's feel each other out. Let's see if there's a good fit. Let's see if you even need our services. That, so we do a free initial uh, touch base call. Let, 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 let's talk about your business. Let's talk about your goals. Let's let me know where you see your business going, where you see your business ideas are. And then we go from there. If we are a good fit and we really think that we can help the client, then there's the following steps, which is, you know, the contract. And then we sit down with a, and we have an hour long, two hour long call and we set out the goals and we take their, 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 thoughts and their dreams and we try to make them become a reality because let's be honest you can hire somebody and they can be the best but if you cannot have a great working relationship with them it's never going to be a happy um team working mm -hmm. together and so we are very very big about that and we don't get offended some people work better with valerie some people work better with me. So we let you meet both when we take you on as a client, when you become a client, you actually will sit down and talk to both of us. And then we decide how we feel about you and which one of you, which one of us you think you would be better to work with. We mm -hmm. both do the work. However, one of us becomes your contact communicator. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like you guys were saying before you're both, you know, equal to each other. One of you is big picture. The other one, small picture. If your client is big picture, they need that small picture person. <laughs> right. Or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so true. So how, so how are you guys finding clients uh, right now? What is your, your main um, outreach method? Most of ours right now, we're doing, uh, obviously, SEO works great mm -hmm. because people are actually searching on the internet now. Uh, we're doing videos, so our YouTube channel is now loaded up with videos and stuff like that. Uh, podcasting, we're doing, uh, we, we've got our own radio show, so we have a radio show that we work with with people. Um, outreach through LinkedIn, obviously, because that's where the professionals are. Uh, and we're also doing traditional ads where we're going to be in pet age uh, in 
next week. So we'll be in their ad for their newsletter. So it's, it's reaching out to them. And unfortunately, yeah. because they're not so much in the online world, we do have to step back and look more at the traditional advertising to capture that audience and then bring them in and then hire them and then show them the online world. So true. So true. So, so right now I'm assuming that it's more than just the two of you. Do you guys have a bigger team than just the two of you? It is just us. We are it. And we do this on purpose because let's face it, if you're going to get to really build somebody's business and really be able to speak for them, you have to know them. You have Mm -hmm. to know their business. Uh, So it is just us. We limit it to 10 people. That's all we have. Uh, so that allows us the time to really get to know that person's business, give them that VIP treatment, and they become part of the family. We know who they are. We can speak for them. We know their voice already, and we can go out and really represent them, and they don't have to worry. The business owner knows, hey, they got my back, and they know it. Gotcha. So do you guys ever hire any kind of uh, outsourcers to do anything for you, or is it ev- literally everything you guys are doing hands-on? We have, we have in the past used outsourcing. Um, mm-hmm. We actually do have a girl from, uh, I'm sorry, not girl, a lady that works with us in Venezuela. She does all of our Spanish translations. Um, she takes all of our English uh, content we create. And she puts it into Spanish for us. She is fantastically wonderful. So we're not opposed to outsourcing if we yeah. need to, but we do like to keep as much of the work in in between Val and I as we can, because we like doing the work. And like Valerie said, we like our clients to know that they're going to get that, that personalized service that I'm not going to talk to you today and send it to somebody and wait a week and then come to find out they didn't understand where we were trying to go with this. And we've run into that a couple of different times. So for that reason, we really like to keep our client base small so that we can give the kind of service that, that we would be proud to have delivered. Yeah, so true. So, uh, so why with businesses, why would you tell them or why would you say that it costs them more money not to hire help hiring you guys versus trying to do everything on their own? Well, the, the number one they're buying is experience. You know, mm-hmm. uh, everybody, you know, probably knows basic plumbing, but they still hire a plumber. Uh, it goes back to that. Uh, it's just, it's, it's more efficient for them to hire somebody who already knows and already an expert in that area than it is for them to go and learn it and take the time to learn it and everything else. And let's face it, if it's not your zone of genius, why bother to waste the time when there are people out there to hire them? So it does. And let's face it, you can hire me to do it for you at, you know, at whatever XYZ hours at XYZ cost. But if you're charging, let's say you charge a hundred bucks an hour for your services, like many doctors and everything else, well, that's a hundred dollars an hour they're losing because they have to go learn something so that they could do it themselves. So it's cheaper for them to hire me and have them focus on their zone of genius and let us focus on our zone of genius. So true. So true. So what type of systems would you guys recommend or do you recommend for those businesses and how does system automation work? The, the, the fact is that the systems and software that are out there are in different steps and it really going to depend on where that client or where that person is in their business, where their business is, whether they're just starting out with an online presence or whether they have a little bit of an online presence or whether they have this really big online presence they don't do anything with. 
Mm-hmm. And that is where that, that next, that's after we decide to work together, that's where that call, phone call comes in. We really evaluate where their business is and what their needs are because we, I'm, I'm a firm believer in this drives me crazy. Don't sell me on something I don't need to pay for. Don't sell me on Infusionsoft if I'm okay with using ConvertKit. Mm-hmm. Or don't sell me on ConvertKit if what I really need is just MailChimp right now because I'm just starting out. Mm-hmm. So, and that we are real big about that. We really sit down and we delve into what you need to make, automate your, automate your business and automate your software. And there's a lot of ways you can automate your business. Um, you can automate your, your newsletters and your emails and your sales funnels to a lot of an extent with, it's, like I said, with a free version of MailChimp. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically, it is, you set this campaign up and then it runs and you don't have to constantly every day say, Oh, I got to write this email or I got to send this email. Uh, there's ways to automate your social media. Um, mm-hmm. there's great software out there to do it. Some of them are free. Some of them are fairly inexpensive. And then you get some that are on the pricey side. Again, it, it all goes back to where is your business? Where do you see your business and where do you ultimately want your, want your business to be? And we're really particular about sitting down and looking at your business. And then we make recommendations on based on that. Nothing drives me crazier than a client who's just now starting out building an online presence and somebody wants them to spend $250 a month on entreport. Yeah. <laughs> on 15 different things and they really need and one. And they don't need all of that. Exactly. Yeah. So what are some of the softwares that you guys are like, that are necessities? Like you, you mentioned MailChimp a couple of times and some of the other ones. So what are the ones that you guys have a tendency to lean towards? Well, you always have to have some form of online calendar. That's number one. Every people have got to be able to book time with you if you're in that type of business or at least have a way to contact you. So you definitely need some form of contact. Um, we suggest also emailing. So whether you're going to use MailChimp, Infusionsoft, Entreport, whatever, the, wherever stage you're in, you still need to be able to do a local uh, touch base. This is my email for the week to stay into that client's face. Mm-hmm. Um, social media, obviously there are you know, plenty of tools out there to automate posting versus having to sit there all day long and do your postings. Which uh, one do you guys like the most? We currently use uh, Buffer right now. That's okay. what we're currently using. Um, we have tried a lot of them. We started off with Hootsuites and the free version and then moved it to the paid version and stuff like that. Um, there's all sorts of places to get content. So if you're stuck and you're not a writer, uh, there's plenty of PLR sites out there. There's Feedly out there to help you for, uh, for sharing and stuff. So there's plenty of tools out there to help you find content as well. So obviously that's important. Uh, we also recommend having some sort, if you are in that type of business, such as optometrists, for example, or mm-hmm. those type of businesses, to have an online store. So obviously you would need some form of shopping cart and way to accept money. Mm-hmm. So those can all be automated as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So what level of importance does social media marketing rank in your book? And do you guys have any tips for uh, boosting social media following? Social media is really important. If nothing else, you need to concentrate on it for the like, no trust factor. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to buy from you if I don't know you. I'm not going to buy from you if I don't like the way you do your business. And if I don't trust you, I'm not going to give you my money. So Mm -hmm. if nothing else and you do nothing else with social media, you need to build your community and your audience with that like, no trust factor. So it's pretty important. Um, I would say probably ranking in the top 
right up there with, you know, email marketing kind of thing. Keep in touch with your clients, build that trust, build your name there. So if maybe they don't buy from you now, but six months later, they're going to need something you sell and they're going to go, you know what? They, they, they do exactly what I need. So in ad aspect, it's pretty important. Um, there's a lot of ways to do the social media. Mm -hmm. Um, I always recommend, even if you don't hire somebody to help you do it, do your research, go in and find out where your ideal client or your ideal customer lives. Do not try to do every social media platform. I don't care. There's people out there that will tell you do them all, but mm -mm. don't do them all because you, you will spend the next 50 years doing them all. Uh -huh. What you need to do is do your research. Obviously, you know. You I'm like, I preach, please preach this, yes. <laughs> you do your research, you find out where that idea client or that ideal audience is gonna live. And that's where you focus. They may live on Facebook. They may not live on Instagram. But you wanna know where they live. Then you also wanna do a little research about people that are competitors. I know that sounds crazy, but there's a reason behind it. You want to know what they're posting, what, what they're posting. How is that in getting engagement? You don't necessarily have to mimic everything they do, but you kind of want to know what they're posting, where the engagement's coming from, what the best time you'll also learn what the best times to post are. Mm -hmm. um, to grow your following, be yourself, be organic. Don't throw everything in a hoot suite and send it scheduled out and not do anything. Uh, every day, Val and I both put some personal touches into our social media. We do personal birthdays every morning and we do personal congratulations and we comment on post. Um, you just, there, you, you've got to find that happy medium that your clients and your audience are going to be happy with, that they'll take the post from Hootsuite or whatever, but then you also give them some of yourself. Mm -hmm. because it all comes down to even if you own a store and you sell dog collars, custom dog collars, let's say, mm -hmm. um, but the store down the street does the same thing. The difference is people are going to buy from you if they trust you, if they know you and if they like you. So yeah, social media, if nothing else, you want to make sure that you get that presence out there, but do not do it all. Find where your niche is and that's where you want to focus your attention. Could not agree more. Find one, dominate one, because you, if you, if you're in all of them, you're just diluting your, your efforts for and sure. And you'll be, and you'll, and you'll spend all day. You'll start at nine o'clock in the morning and realize by three, that's all you've done with your whole entire day. And you got nothing to show for it. At exactly. least very little to show for it. That's exactly. So true. Could not preach that enough. So I'm glad you brought that up. So do either of you have any successes or fail stories from either of your businesses that have really just stuck with you guys over the years? <laughs> successes i'll start with the good news first <laughs> yes let's do that successes uh we had one client that came to us who wanted to build you're talking about building uh social media he wanted to build his his uh his email list is what he wanted to build he had been out of the marketplace for quite a while wanted to rebuild it and everything else so i set up a couple of freebie ads for him and obviously there are Facebook ads that we paid for, but they represented freebies. And uh, we built over a thousand likes in a week. And mm -hmm. uh, he got uh, over a thousand people subscribed to his email list as well. So that's one of the good pluses that we've had. And, uh, you know, it can be done. I know right now Facebook has changed because you're seeing a lot of people with boycotts and everything else, but it can still be done and you can still get those success rates. Gotcha. Okay. 
We have a like, lot are you about of, to go with the, the bad we, news? Yes. One of you get I the good am. news, the other one gets the bad news. <laughs> that we have a lot of fails. But um, one thing that we, that well, one of our clients, she was been her client for over seven years. And um, this is a real big, big peeve of ours. It's called ghosting. She paid this exuberant amount of money to have this website, her, 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 her website redone. About three quarters of the way into the website, the web designer just decided they were done. They quit returning phone calls. They didn't return the rest of the money. They didn't finish the site. So in hindsight, she paid for the website that wasn't finished and had to pay me to finish it. Mm -hmm. So that goes back to that. Doesn't matter who you hire when you get ready to hire, make sure you have a really long and depth conversation with them. Don't just say, oh, well, your credentials are wonderful and let go with them because it's always not a, it's not a good thing. We had another client who trusted his VA, been his VA for years. They were friends and the VA, when the VA and he parted ways, the VA had access to all of his stuff. So he lost 30 years worth of content because he wasn't the owner of anything. So please put all of your software and everything in your name, even if mm -hmm. you have to set it up and then share the logins with whoever's working for you. That way, if something happens, you have all of your content. You don't have to worry about whether it's going to be lost. I can tell you one of our big things is, is we put all of our passwords for things in LastPass. We do too. And everyone <laughs> has to go through LastPass to get access. So if somebody happens to leave, because things happen, you know, things, people part ways. We just change the LastPass and give everybody else the new LastPass. And but then you, you also don't have to know worry that about you can share. If they get a free LastPass account, you can share the login with them without having to give them the login to your LastPass. They get a free account. You can share that login to them. They can't see any of the passwords, but they can use the logins when they launch the login, just as a tip. Gotcha. There so is you don't have tip. to keep changing passwords all the time. Yeah. 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 Well, sorry that we use that part, but as far as like being able to get access, that's what we change. So yeah, that's a great tip. Great tip for sure. So yes, always, there's always pluses and minuses to everything, not just business, but life in general. So so is there uh, any projects or anything you guys are currently war working on that you can share with us? Uh, right now, like I said, we're, our, our big thing is going to be, uh, we've got the ad that's running in PetAge. So anybody who's out there who's in that, they'll be able to get to that. Uh, and we're, of course, doing the Entreport certification in, was it next month? I think it is. August? No, so October, we're going to be doing that. So we'll be certified. Obviously, this will come out afterwards, but yeah. we'll be certified <laughs> by then. <laughs> and uh, we'll have our radio show on Business Talk Radio. That's the next thing. And that, that goes live in October as well. So, yeah. so what's, the really name of the, what's the name of the radio show? It will be just the, the online business gurus. Okay. So that will be there. People can look us up from there and join us. Uh, that's on Fridays at noon. Gotcha. All right. Jonna, you got anything else to add to that? That's right up the list. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Um, just if, if, if any of your listeners are out there and they just need a little advice or whatever thing, please feel free to contact us. Um, we are here to help you help them succeed. So, all right. So one thing that I always like ending every single podcast with is, is there anything that you guys are currently reading, listening to, or watching that's helping you grow either as an entrepreneur or as a person in general? Oh, wow. <laughs> I 
love advice for, for things to look at, you know, read and things like that. We, so. do, we do have um, Audible, so we do listen to that on a regular basis. Uh, some of it is on uh, work. Some of it is just leisure because, yeah, you ah. got to take a break every once in a while. I call that defrag uh, time. I have, exactly. My brain has to defrag. <laughs> exactly. <Has> to. <laughs> exactly. But we also have MentorBox, and we were a subscription to that as well, which are those little mini clips, which is nice uh, for Audibles as well. So okay. if people have got that, that's a nice little program. It takes everything, I think, under five minutes, but it does give you those little little tidbits that you need to have, which is nice. That's good. I've not actually heard of that one yet. Yep. MentorBox.com. Okay. Cool, cool. Right, sorry, sorry. If you're like me, I've got to have the junk, like the junk TV, the, the defrag time. So if it's got good TV, let me know. <laughs> Oh, we watch junk TV too. That's called, it's no brain time. No, I'm sorry. No thought, no thought required time. We have that. Um, like right now I'm just, um, uh, we lost my husband in the beginning of June to cancer. So, so I've been doing a lot of, um, listening to meditations and how to, you know, get back to life and mm -hmm. things like that. So, but yes, we also, we have, um, we, we have both read the strength finder 2.0. If you haven't read it, you should read it. Um, the, how to get the yes is another one. Yeah. Um, those are, if you're, what's your why? huh? What's your why? Or what's your why is another one. Mm -hmm. And that, and will help you answer your questions. If you have questions about your business or people want to know what those, what, what that means to you. So those are some really good ones in the business. Um, I've read a book which was actually written by a client of ours. She's no longer a client of ours. She joined the coaching group, but it's called 365 uh, Gratefulness. Gotcha. And it is all about daily what you should do in your life to be grateful for what you do have instead of being negative about what you don't have. Yeah. That's always good tips. Always good tips. Well, ladies, I have enjoyed uh, getting to talk to the both of you, especially your experiences in life that got you down to Mexico. I'm just a teeny, maybe teeny bit jealous that you're, you know, somewhere <laughs> a lot more beautiful than Southeast Missouri, but whatever. Uh, so where can people learn more about you and the business? Where can they find you? Best LaPlace is our website, www.theobgs.com or the online business gurus.com. Both will get you there. And obviously all of our social medias. So they can uh -huh. reach us at any of them. Uh, on the website, it's got the social media links as well, as well as being able to book their free phone call. All right. Sounds good. Well, ladies, thanks so much for being on. It's been a blast. Thank you Thank so you much for having thing. us. Have a wonderful day. You too. All right, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.